Welcome back to the Waggle and Whiff podcast, everybody. This is Steve Grigley coming to you, one of your hosts. We've got a great episode for you today. Kenny Harms is on the podcast. Kevin Nas Caddy coming just off the victory at Colonial. Uh, what a tournament it was for those guys. We're so happy for him. Kenny's a friend of the program. He's been on before. We're excited to talk to him all about this victory and more upcoming U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. What kind of wine he drank after the win. So we're very excited about it. It's a great episode, so stay tuned. But first, make sure you guys rate, review, and subscribe to the pod on iTunes. Five stars, always appreciated. And find us on Instagram, at Waggle and Whiff Pod. And then lastly, at Waggle, the letter N, Whiff on Twitter. So again, come find us on social media. Engage with us. Let us know what you think on iTunes. Subscribe to us and enjoy the show. everybody welcome back to the wagon with podcast we have kenny harms back on the podcast after a big win last Hello. week yeah. yeah yeah baby a brand new owner of, of a 73 dodge challenger i believe you know? <laughs> that's right yeah. steve stroud baby that's number one builder <laughs> in america <laughs> that's right man we were rooting for you so hard congratulations man welcome back thank you it's great to be back all right. Yeah, like that was awesome. Invited back, you know, I, something's I, going right the right way. Exactly, and and hats off to you, Kenny, because I know I texted you very early Sunday morning to go get it done, and to have you back now on the pod after you got it done is really cool. Uh, I did it just for you, buddy. <laughs> I know. Now we just have to all celebrate with a nice bottle of wine together. Oh yeah, that reminds me. I need I need to go grab a bottle of wine for tonight. Oh, so let's go. start. Let's start there. Actually, that was a, a good question. Scotty and I were debating this as we were uh, as we were talking earlier. What, uh, what what kind of bottle of wine did you open after after the victory on on uh, Sunday? Just tell us the first thing you did after the victory on Sunday. Uh, you know what? We were there for God, like two hours at Colonial. We had to go through the whole process of the seventy three Challenger, and then. They gave me a Lexus uh, one-year lease. So when we're up on the booth with the, with the uh, with Charles Schwab and and Steve and, and the Challenger, you know, I, I got up there after he handed me the keys and I said, "Hey guys, I just want a Lexus uh, one-year lease, and I'm going to give that to Kevin." <laughs> so <laughs> um, I had to deal with that, and then media. And, uh, you know, by the time I, I got back, I actually have been staying at friends at house that week. Um, Teresa friends, unbelievable friends. We've been drinking Dakota sky insignia. Uh, we were having bourbon Tuesday night. It's been just one big party the whole week. Honestly, it's been just everything phenomenal wine. But so I went back, took a shower and then I drove over to my brother's house. My brother lives up in Capel. So we wound up going to this local restaurant. I just had a glass of wine and went back. And actually, we only, I only opened up a bottle of Naomi, uh, which is decent Pinot, but nothing special. But the next night, we I opened like that up Pinot. Magnum. Yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty it's good, good for like, you know, 15, 16 bucks. Yeah. It's not bad little wine. So, I call it like a week. I call, um, I call that a weekday wine. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. So, so this is like a uh, this is going to be like a two week celebration. So two so Monday night we went to 
my friend Danny Miller's house. My brother uh, is friends with him also, but he invited us over for a barbecue. So he opened up a magnum of uh, 2005 um, Dominus. Ooh. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's, that was special. And then uh, then I drove over to – so I guess, yeah, that would be the bottle of wine. Then, the mm, yeah. And then last night when I got back to Lake Nona, I – was supposed to be back at two so I could play uh, gym with the guys, uh, but I didn't get there till nine because of my flight escapades going through Cincinnati got delayed and missed my connection from Dallas. So I got there at nine. I bought two bottles of 2005 Turley. I had two bottles of Insignia, uh, not Insignia, Turley Zinfandel, 2005 and 2011. So, and then that oh. came back to two guys coming back to my house. Then we opened up a bottle of Haber. Um, so, yeah, we've been drinking lots of good wine. That's a really good wine. I like that. Yeah. You got to have got to have a good amount of good wine after after uh, uh, celebrating a victory like that. So, well, congratulations. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Uh, and, and, you know, like I said, it was all for Scott, you know, shoot me the text <laughs> Sunday. So. Well, you know, I kind of, I just try to do my part in this, you know, whole you, Kevin, Kenny, me waggling with thing. The least I could do is send a text. But I tell you what, when you're in L.A. next time, we'll open a bottle and salute to the victory. How about that? How about that? But now, you know, every single time we're in contention, I'm expecting a text message Sunday morning. So <laughs> You'll get a text message whether you're not in contention or you're, you're back home on Friday. No matter what, you're getting a text now. Okay, yeah, there you go. Actually, uh, yeah, that'll work. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> our, our man, Scotty, keeping keeping dialed in. Um, so let's talk about the tournament a little bit, Kenny. Uh, you know, Kenny played well all weekend. Didn't seem like he really struggled, you know, except for just a, a couple holes here and there. But, you know, round one got off to a solid 70 start. Round two was his big day. I think he shot 62 and, and uh, you know, eagled the first hole um take us through you know how uh, how you and kevin were kind of planning for the weekend and and uh the four rounds in general yeah i mean so uh you know the, the beautiful thing about missing a cut at best page black is that you don't have to play it on saturday sunday and you get a lot of work. so you know it was it, when we missed the cut on friday um he's like you know I, i'm not gonna look at this as a negative i think it's a positive i'm playing well Golf course just didn't suit me, and now I get to have three or four days of rest. So he literally did nothing on Saturday or Sunday, didn't practice. We flew out uh, Sunday night. Uh, he took Monday off, and then Tuesday we just, you know, we showed up at the golf course and, and practiced for a couple hours and played nine holes. And, you know, and, and uh, the golf course suits his eye. He's so comfortable there. He's, you know, obviously he's, you know, last year he had bookends 62-61. Um, and so, you know, there was a lot of confidence still going. And we got off to kind of a slow start the first day. I think we birdied two of the last five holes to shoot even far in very tough conditions in the afternoon because the wind was blowing like 20 miles an hour. Uh, and then, you know, like you said, you know, on Friday he goes out, he shoots 62. And, um, you know, it could have been – it could have – I mean, he made – don't get me wrong, he made some good putts, but it could have been one or two better. Um, and then the next day he came out, you know, he shot, you know, I think one under or two under on Saturday. And then Sunday was just, I mean, he only missed two shots and they were the drives on 10 and 11. He hit him in the rough. But other than that, he really just 
he hit every single shot perfect, which, you know, you usually don't have. We shot four under, so, you know, we, we, we missed a couple putts, but um, he didn't miss a shot really except for the, fair, you know, the tee shots on 10 and 11. So uh, very stress-free round. And the funny thing is that Sunday morning I woke up and, um, you know, went to the gym, worked out, got a protein smoothie because it's like every day. And then the fun, actually another funny thing is this Friday morning, I you know, I always wear usually the same shoes, but. Friday, I forgot to change my shoes, so I still had my workout uh, shoes in the car. So I I put them on, and they're these red uh, New Balance, um, really uh, pretty much weightlifting, not weightlifting shoes, but they're called Minimus. Um, and I forgot to, to change them, so of course I shoot 62 on Friday. I wore the shoes on hmm. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, of um, course. <laughs> of course, you know, just a little superstitious. I did change the underwear, but I, I kept the same. <laughs> That's good to know. Good, good to, to know. know. Thank you for validating that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin seems to be pretty good if you look at his wins when he's up at, up front and leading a tournament. Your job as a caddy in that situation going into Sunday, does it change how you, you know, the information you give to him? How does it change versus, you know, being, you know, chasing the leader versus being the leader by three or four shots? You know, it, it, I, I really don't change the way I caddy. Um, it's more of, you know, it's more of a psychology that that has to be changed because depending on his mannerisms and it, whether he's nervous or he's not nervous, do I need to talk to him? Do I need to, uh, you know, be more firm with him? But, you know, we really didn't, we didn't pull any bad clubs at all. So that was pretty easy. We, we pretty much agreed on every club. Um, you know, a couple couple putts we didn't agree on, um, on seven and ten. But uh, And unfortunately, I was right and he was wrong and he missed them. But, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it, you know, it really doesn't change. I mean, the way that you're going to keep – the guys are so good out here that you have to continue to be aggressive. And that's what he was. Day. I mean, if you followed the round, it was like he was going pin hunting almost all yeah. day long. He hit a couple of bad shots, uh, but we're you know we're on the right side of the green when the pin was on the left, um, so he didn't short side himself. You know, it was it was it was an easy day to be honest. Uh, he was more more calm and relaxed, and you know, having fun and smiling, and even you know, even when he when he missed the putt on seven, he was like, "Man, I'm sorry, you're right, I'm wrong." You know, we just went to the next hole and the birdie the next hole. Uh, and it was just, it was, it was easy. It was, uh, and those are the type of rounds you want. So, yeah, so a, a stellar performance, four-shot win. It's obviously, it seems like you were saying earlier, just pretty much it, it's easier, probably a little bit easier that when you get a four-shot cush coming down the stretch than, than when, you, uh, when you're grinding over maybe like a, a, a tied score or, you know, you're, you're one shot ahead. Um, how does it compare to your other wins? You know, the Greenbrier, you had a couple shot lead. Um, yeah, well, I but think I think we won at by the, five there. Yeah, and then your your other win that was a little bit tighter, though, right? Yeah, we had. Uh, I think we beat yeah Nick Watney by two, um, and that was yeah. a little more stressful because on eighteen he blocked his five wood way right uh, underneath the tree. And I was behind him. Back then, I was lining him up, and I went to move out. I hit the tree, almost knocked myself out, got out of his way, and then he hit the five iron above the hole, and he had to, you know, Nick Watney had a, a putt to make birdie, and then, you know, we had to two putt. But 
uh, we made a five footer and won, wound up winning it by two. So a little more stress, but this was, you know, there's the last two wins is a calmness that he didn't have. Um, and the confidence is there and, and, you know, he's, he's, I kind of, I kind of put it when he, when, when I re- worked for Hubert and, you know, the grace of the game, they had this calmness and, you know, they, they didn't let anything affect him. And he had that the last two times. He didn't have it, you know, for the first, honestly, for the first eight years I worked for him. Um, but now it's, uh, you know, he's, I, I think, I don't know if it's being a dad, if it's being, you know, a husband, uh, confidence in his game and more maturity and, you know, enjoying it. So he, he, he was really serious, didn't smile and didn't enjoy when you don't do those things. I mean, you don't, you look at the greatest athletes in the world and they're all enjoying what they're doing. And, you know, he's showing those signs sure. now. So I'm thinking the future is, is going to be very bright for him. So, you know, hopefully we can get a couple of good weeks off and then go to Pebble and do the same thing. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, when will you guys head to Pebble and start prepping? Uh, we are actually uh, we weren't gonna we weren't gonna get in there till Sunday. I'm actually flying out on Saturday, uh, meeting our buddy that uh, we're both friends with um, that lives in San Jose. But now I'm just gonna stop, have lunch with him, and then head over to Pebble because he's actually gonna fly in on Saturday. Uh, we're nice. staying with some great friends of mine, Bob and Angie Izzy, that used to live at Lake Nona. They built a house on MPCC on the eighth hole of the Dunes course, so. Uh, it's going to be a great week. Staying with good people, brand new house, uh, accommodations are going to be unbelievable. They're members at MPTC, um, so we'll be eating there, and uh, it's going to be very, very, uh, very a very comfortable week, which is always good yeah. for for me. MPCC doesn't. Oh, suck, that's right? awesome. What's that? <laughs> no, so definitely. that place doesn't suck, right? Oh, that place doesn't <laughs> suck. No, uh, you know. I love Pebble Beach. I love Carmel. I, I, I just, that's like one of my favorite places to go. It's one of my favorite terms to go. And then obviously having a major there, it just escalates it. And then being able to have, you know, great friends that you're going to be comfortable with and staying with is going to make it that much more enjoyable. Oh, that's awesome. I've never been to Carmel or that area. So I am so looking forward to, uh, to being there and watching you guys. But oh, wow. You're getting, minor oh, caveat. We're team coming up. Yep. Yeah, we're all coming up, but we're still, uh, I know, sweet for right now. We're still trying to like work out some accommodations, the accommodations part, but we got yeah. the, the tickets part. So, so I'm, I'm thinking down? positively. Yeah, yeah, we got the tickets down. So we're right. good but on that. Did you get in as media then? Uh, half and half. We've, yeah, we, we've got a credential, so. <laughs> So, but we've uh, also yeah. got some hospitality, so we'll be we'll be set up there. So we'll, we'll find a way to say hi to you when, when we get there. Cool, cool. Sure. Well, when are you guys getting there? Open yeah. a bottle so of wine. How, absolutely, you're in you're in Central California. We got to. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'm going to be doing another podcast from Korea after we win because that's where we're leaving. So we're leaving Sunday night to Korea for the Korean Open. So. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm not, okay, I don't well, love it. I don't love it. I don't love it so much. Well, yeah, because it, it's, it's all right when you're playing for a million dollar purse and you use eight million bucks. But it's actually, I you know, it's it's nice to go over there. It's, you know, being with Kevin, we always go to the best restaurants, and 
uh, golf course is actually really good. Uh, and Nicole Hahn is, you know, a great sponsor. Um, but, uh, yeah. and we get to fly over business class and he's in first class, but at least I'm not in the back of the bus. So <laughs> <laughs> business class always helps when you're going that far. I'd say that oh, much. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, um, I got going back to the car that you won, the 73 Dodge Challenger. Did Kevin tell you at the beginning of the week he was going to give you that car or did he just shout it out on the 18th hole and you were like, Oh my God, really? You're giving me that car. Okay. The whole, okay. So, you know, we, we have the caddy network. So we were asked yeah. to uh, promote the golf tournament in the, in the 73 Challenger. So I had a post on Instagram about a month before the tournament and I put in there, you know, Kevin, when you win the golf tournament, you're not going to look that great in this car, but I will with my blue eyes and that color, this car, I want that car. <laughs> so Tuesday we're playing a practice round nine holes with Ben on. We're starting on number 10 and the car is right off to the right of the 10th hole. And I look over there and, you know, right in front of Ben on and the other caddy and players. And I said to Kevin, I said, listen, I said, well, when we win this week, are you going to give me the car? And he looks over at the car. He looks at me. He looks at the car and he says, yeah, I'll give you the car if I win. So I'm like, awesome. <laughs> you guys all heard it, right? You all heard it. He's giving me the car when we win. <laughs> so Witnesses. We're walking, we're walking down past the car and he's looking over at the car and he's looking at me and he goes, Hey, how much is that car worth? And I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. I mean, it's worth only what somebody's willing to pay for it. But, you know, I, I don't know how much it's worth. But my guess would be probably seventy-five to 100000 He goes, 100000 And you convinced me to give you that car? I'm like, well, it's too late now. You've already, you know, you're a man of your word. So I'm going to get the car. So I never brought it up but again, <laughs> other than posting it on Instagram. On Tuesday, I posted when we win the golf tournament on Sunday, Kevin Na is going to be giving me the car. So that night he posts on my Hold post. Hold him to it. I, I did not sign a contract for that to give you the car. Well, LOL, joking around. So, you know, I never brought it up after that. And <laughs> when we, you know, when he made the putt on, on 18, you know, I, it's like the first thing he did. He looks over at the car and he goes, that's yours, that's yours, that's your car. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So, you know, I, yeah, it was pretty, pretty special. That's so cool. Pretty special. Yeah. And, uh, that's, then, very, that's a very cool story. Then we found out how much was in the car and, um, it was a little bit more than a hundred thousand dollars. Just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Love so it. what, what is the car? Uh, the car is in storage because I got to title it and everything in under my name. Um, and so we're over there and we're talking with Charles Schwab over by the car on the, on the, you know, sitting up on that, that platform and Steve Stroud who built the car and, uh, you know, he hands me the keys. And with that, I said, Hey, I just want to let everyone know that the winning caddy got this beautiful Lexus over there. And I pointed at it. I got a one year lease and because Kevin's giving me the car. Kev, this lease is all yours for the next year. <laughs> and everybody started looking. That was, you know what? That's great. It's a nice consolation prize yeah. for Kevin after yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> I, the car. I got, I got this. I got this. In addition, uh, you know, a million bucks. muscle car in the whole world, and he's got a one-year lease with a beautiful Lexus. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, yeah, 
I just thought it was the least I could do, you know? So yeah, uh, that was, that was pretty much funny. the whole story of the car. So the car will be shipped. Um, we're hoping that it's going to be by next week, but it might not be. Um, and I'll, I'll have the car for two or three months, uh, drive it, and then we'll ship it back to Steve. And then he'll go through the car. Uh, and then it goes to uh, Vegas for the SEMA huge Las Vegas car show. So I think it's going to be up for best best uh, car in class, I believe. Um, so they're going to be actually showing it at like two or three ga- uh, car shows, the biggest ones in the country. So I'm hoping that it will be. And I think that's November 5th through the 9th because I think that I think that we might have that week off, so I'm definitely going to be in Vegas. There you go. If I'm oh, nice. if I get a ticket, that's awesome. Yeah. So I can't. I, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be following the story, and also a lot of other people for months to come. It seems like so. Yeah. Congrats on it. That's Thank that's you. awesome. Yeah. So hey, we we got to ask you on the on the third round. Uh, on Saturday. Yeah, eleventh hole on Saturday. Kenny had some trouble in the in the bunker. Hit like the lip on the way out. You know, I think he made a six on the hole. Uh, um, he, he actually boned uh, it. He boned it over the green out of the front bunker. <laughs> so we hit a bad drive. Hit our second shot in the rough. Uh, we had to hit. No, no, we hit it in the bunker. He hit the lip. You're right. He hit. He boned it out. You're right. He hit his second shot, boned it out, yeah. and then had to hit three wood in into the greenside bunker correct right and then he, he, he so i gotta so i gotta ask you during that hole though there was a little bit i guess you want to call a distraction so can you can you take us through that a little bit from your perspective oh <laughs> you know we went we got in the bunker he had a perfect lie he had like 22 yards of the hole this is bread and butter for kevin i mean it's going to be up and down nine times out of ten and he's in the middle of his downswing and this lady just starts laughing as loud as she could. And he literally, he, he, oh boy. he bones the shot, hits it thin over the green, down into the first cut of the rough. And I just turned around and said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I think that's what I said. I don't even remember what I said, but I guess. No, I said, yeah, that's it. it. I, I, don't I, think I heard the audio and I was like, I heard that audio and I'm like uh, on the replay and I was like, was that Kenny or was that Kevin? I couldn't, I couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, and the funny thing was that Kevin's like, Kenny, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm like looking at him going, it's okay. No, it's I not. Said, literally it was total silence. <laughs> no. And somebody must've told this lady a joke or she was looking at Instagram and she just started laughing. I mean, it wasn't like it was a, you know, I couldn't, it couldn't have happened at a worse time. And the way he handled it, was unbelievable i mean because then he goes out and you know we um we parred the next hole and then birdied the next hole right after it uh and made a hell of a par actually on the next t-box because the next t-box he got up after making doubles because then he chipped it didn't get it to the green chipped it by and made a six footer for bogey or double bogey he gets up to the next tee shot and he hits it about 150 yards straight left off the tee and we had to hit a four hour iron over the tree and he got it up and down from a pretty tough position to make par and then he birdied the next hole but i couldn't believe the way he handled it i was like in awe because i'm like normally 99 times out of 100 that's gonna affect the player he's gonna be pissed right. and he like blew it yeah. off oh, yeah. like and i and i thought about it that night i'm like man this this we're destined to win i mean because he came back because most players would have you know folded up shop and and the way he handled it was 
I mean, I, I, she was like, Kenny, it's okay. It's okay. So I, I, after the second time, I didn't say a word. And I'm just like, and I didn't know who, who did it. Because literally I had my back tor- oh. turned to her. So I turned around and just said what I said. And I'm like, there's only like three or four women there, but I didn't know which one did it. So it's not like I could have been like, what are you thinking? But yeah, so it was kind of, right. uh, it was a very unfortunate or unfortunate circumstances, but he handled it. He couldn't have handled it any better. Yeah, it's good. Good for him and good for you guys. I mean, it, these this day and age, I mean, there's a lot. You you know, ninety. It seems like ninety five percent of the golf uh, community fans at the tournament. It's it's funny. Even in New York, right at Beth Page, a lot of people are talking about how rowdy it was. But uh, it's amazing how silent it actually gets before people take a golf shot. So ninety five percent of the fans are just so respectful and kind of know yeah. what's going on. Right. So the least you can ask for is that people just know when someone's about to take a swing or is in their backswing right you know don't, don't be laughing don't be taking pictures um but he got through it and and ended up overcoming it won the tournament like yeah like you said he he got a couple shots back and gave a couple shots back to the field there and was you know right in the mix and and just kind of held on strong the rest of the weekend so yeah good for you guys it shows a lot of strength yeah, yeah and i think it sure. says a lot about a lot, of, a lot about kevin as, as not just a golfer but as a competitor and as a person to channel that yeah, and as a, I mean, as a human being, I mean, you see, he just, you know, he just handled it very professionally, which was, uh, which was very, not saying I was surprised, but I just thought he'd have been a little bit more upset, especially after making double bogey. He didn't bring it up once. Um, he, he put it That's past awesome. him and he just kept on going, which, you know, I think eight years ago, seven years ago, six years or five years ago, that would have affected him. And, and, yeah. yeah. And he went out there and he played probably the best golf of his life the next day in tough conditions. I mean, I can tell you when I, you know, when I I was saying earlier, you know, when I woke up in the morning, I, you know, worked out and I saw the pin placements, I said to myself, look at these pin placements, how tough this is. I said to myself, we shoot one under par, we're probably going to win the golf tournament. And if we would have shot one under par, we would have won the golf tournament. Um, I think, there might've been one more person that maybe shot five under that day. I, I'm not sure, but I know that it's had to have been the second lowest or the third lowest round of the day. And to do that, you know, most rounds like that are shot in the morning when the conditions are a lot easier. Um, and for him to right. in the last group under those circumstances, you know, my hats go out to him. Uh, like I said, it was probably the best round of golf he's ever played better than the 61 and the 62 because of the condition. Well, I'm excited that he's just getting the wheels turning as we uh, lead up for the next few weeks heading into Pebble. So um, with that said, in regard to Pebble, what are, what are you thinking? Like how are, how are his chances going into this tournament? You know, I think they're great. Um, you know, there's, there's about seven that are extremely suit Kevin's game and Pebble Beach has always been one of them. Um, it's not mm-hmm. a very long golf course. It's going to be a par, it's going to be a par 71, which usually us open courses are par 70. They turn two par fours, par fives into par four. So there's only going to be, you know, the second hole is going to be a par four, but, uh, you know, it should be long. It should be playing hard and fast. So, you know, we're probably going to be hitting five or six irons into those holes, uh, or into the second hole. So it's not going to be, um, that difficult. And it's not going to be that long. It's just who knows what the conditions are going to be until we get there. You know, I I don't, I can't see three weeks down the road and seeing 20 mile an hour winds. Is the golf course going to be hard and fast? Is the rough going to be six feet, six inches long? I know that they've brought a bunch of fairways in. 
um, number four, number eight has moved over to the right. I think that's about half the width it normally is. So uh, that's good intel. Yeah. So you know, it's one of those it's one of those golf courses that that suit his game. So I would be very surprised if Sunday we're not in contention, especially the way yeah. that he's playing right now with the confidence. Oh, I love the confidence. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know who I'm betting on right now. Kenny, do you do anything differently major week or is it the same? Just try to stay the same week to week and give your guy the best chance to be successful out there. Um, I think, you know, I, I look at every tournament the same. Um, I don't, I don't want to put any extra pressure on him or any pressure on myself. Um, you know, all the purses are extremely high nowadays. Uh, you know, obviously there's, a, there's always more pressure when it comes to playing in a, in a, in a major and especially a U.S. Open. But, uh, the good thing is, is this golf course we play every year. So it's one that we're familiar with. Uh, we'll go there yeah. and we'll get a game plan of how we're going to play it, depending on, you know, how firm the fairways are. There's going to be holes like number three that are severe dog leg lefts where, you know, we might be hitting driver. We might be hitting, you know, five wood off the seat, depending on how how firm the conditions are so um you know i go about it the same way uh i'm going to be partying every night like colonial because we won colonial so i'm going to be drinking and partying every night i'm kidding um but you know uh it it it'll be a little more serious serious than than a regular event but uh sure you know, you go into the same, I think you go in the same mindset, you know, every tournament's important out here. There's world ranking points, there's FedEx Cup points. Um, and the beautiful thing is, it's like, we know the, we know the golf course like the back of the hand. We just need to know and, and check out what they've changed. And that's just going to be a couple fairways, uh, moving a couple tees up maybe, or tees back. Like we usually don't play the back tee box on number nine. I'm sure they'll be playing it back another 30 or 40 yards. So, um, and then get our game plan and yeah, uh, so go from there. Good intel. It sounds good. Now, do you get do you get um, caddies on through the caddy network or through, you know, the USGA or anything else? Being just a tour caddy, do you guys get any information ahead of time from the USGA? Like you mentioned, they're you know narrowing fairways on four and eight and and stuff like that. Do you, you do they say they're going to run the greens at a certain stint meter? Do you, do you guys get any of that info before you get to the course, or are you just trying to feel it all out once you're there? Um, well, they the information should be out. Um, you know, they actually started doing it. Uh, they they started bringing the fairways in at uh, Pebble Beach for the for the AT and T this year. So um it's hard to predict what the conditions are going to be because of of the weather um how much water they're going to put on the greens how hard they're going to try to get them i think we're going to see uh because of last year what happened on saturday i think we're going to mm -hmm. see you know the greens being a little bit more receptive um all four days uh i don't think they're going to let the golf course mm -hmm. get away from them um right. so, especially on the criticism they face well i mean they deserve it they've 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 i mean they've you know they've dug their own grave year after year after year i mean i i i've said from day one i am been very disappointed in the usj the way they've been setting up you know the, the u.s open golf courses um i think they did a great job um at uh, pinehurst and and uh, you know unfortunately they put way too much water on the golf course in pinehurst 
on Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, knowing that there was a huge storm coming in on Thursday. Um, you know, so they've, they've, they've done, and unfortunately I wasn't at Shinnecock. I mean, I wish I was there. I, I love the golf course, but I wasn't there, but watching it on TV, they screwed up again. So, you know, we have, mm-hmm. we, we have new leadership now and, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can make the U S open great again. Cause it, it was always <laughs> my favorite tournament to win. I mean, it's, it's our national tournament. So, um, hopefully we, it is, it's, it's such a fun tournament to watch. It's such a fun tournament to watch you guys play as fans. And, you know, because we do want to see everybody challenged. And I think the players welcome that as well. And the caddies do, I mean, you guys want a tough test for the U S open cause it makes it right. that much more uh, enviable to win it. Right. It makes it dramatic, but at the same time, you know, you want to be putting on real grass and not just like just dead grass and hard pan. Um, you want to be able to hold the green a little bit when you hit a shot. So uh, I hope I hope it, the test at Pebble is is stiff but fair. And I hope you guys have a, a great tournament. We're rooting for you again. This time, if we're up there, we're, we're definitely finding you for a, a good bottle of wine. Oh, that's a question. We're thinking, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm, and you're getting, you know you're getting a text no matter what. I, I I will be I will not sleep that next night if I don't get a text from you, Scott. Just so you know, <laughs> it's a long list of people. Uh, well, well, Kenny, we don't uh, want to keep you any longer. We are so thankful that you were able to join us here at Waggle and Whiff. Well, I know you have some sushi to devour, and I'm super jealous of that right now because oh, yeah. I can't have it for another month and a half. I know <laughs> you got one, cup, but. Huh? Ah, uh, yeah. So I think uh, the U.S. Open is going to be the last uh, big trip. Oh, nice. That's for sure. <laughs> and do we know is it a boy or a girl? Are you sharing that information? We're, yeah, we're having a little girl, but uh, we don't have a name yet. So. All right. Well. Yes. Well, we are excited. We might have to talk about names on the next podcast after we win the uh, U.S. Open. That's fine. That's Done. fine. Done. <laughs> Done. So, well, Kenny, go enjoy your sushi and a wonderful um, evening. And we will be talking to you soon. I just know it. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on again. I really enjoyed it. You guys have a great weekend and uh, look forward to our next conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And one last thing. Kenny. Can you- Thank you. Yes, and one last thing, one last thing, Kenny, to tell all of our listeners, please let us know how we can find you um, and follow you. Oh, uh, follow me at kharms27 on Instagram. Awesome. There we go. He's got a lot of good Instagram out there, guys. So uh, go check his, his pizza and wine reviews. Very They're entertaining. Good. There you go. For Very sure. good. All right, guys. All right. Well, Thanks a lot, Kenny. Congrats, man. Thanks, all right, Good take night. care. Bye.